podcast. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And uh, we got a wide variety of topics today. We're going to be going through our GTO review. We're going to have a couple of weird headlines. And we're going to talk a little bit about the social media car facts. Uh, we definitely have some weird headlines. Yeah, yeah, no, no. This one has some <laughs> weird ones for sure. I was kind of looking at the board right now and just like, yeah, this is a, this is going to be a weird one. But <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> it's going to be funny, I guess. Let's see if we'll top up uh, Ava. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, Manny, how are you doing, bud? I am doing great. It's been one week since I've been, uh, finally got done with COVID. And I've been feeling good, feeling good, dude, honestly. Nice, nice. Well, while you were over there with COVID, uh, my wife caught COVID. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so it, it is going around a lot more this time, huh? It really is. Uh, with how the data is showing Omicron is the weakest variant, but it's also the most infectious one. So it's possibly that it's just going to, everybody's going to get it regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is that my wife's symptoms are extremely minimal. And mainly because she's vaccinated. So the symptoms shouldn't be too far out. Yeah. 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 No, it's, she, she really didn't get anything I, I think even the flu she got a couple years ago was worse than this. Like, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Uh, me, uh, the same day she tested negative, um, I was at work. and I Or the same day she tested positive, I was at work and I tested negative. Okay, not bad. Yeah, and I still, to this day, still hasn't gotten any symptoms. So, yeah. Hopefully we just uh, can keep that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that uh, my job is very, very, very serious about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they sent me home. So I'm working from home for a little bit. That's nice. Yeah, it was nice working from home as well here. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I'm saving some pretty decent gas money right now. That's good. That's good. So it, it, it's nice. Nice, nice. Um, I have a buddy of mine that bought me a VR headset, so I was actually kind of enjoying that over the weekend as well. Sweet. So, how does that do with your motion sickness? Uh, I haven't tried. I haven't like tried anything too far first out person. that would that would cause me to have. Well, it's everything's gonna be first person. VR. Yeah, but I mean, like uh, with a lot of motion. Yeah, this is something with a lot of motion. Um, they, I surprisingly, they did have a uh, Project Miku on there. Or Project Eva, which is like a rhythm game for Hatsune Miku. Okay. And I did not notice that they had it there, so I tried it out and was actually having fun, even though the game was kicking my ass. Cool, cool, cool. So it is the Oculus Rift, so I have to log into Facebook and everything. And it doesn't need to be connected to the PC. But if I want to actually play PC VR games, I would just need to hook it up to the PC and just be able to play from there. Cool, cool. All right. So I'm actually tempted just to try out the simulation racing on it. Yeah, I'd say try it out. See if it uh, helps with your motion sickness at all. Because Oh, no. Everybody's already told me for sure. 
if you do get motion sickness, either take the pills or just try to try to like take as many breaks as you can if you're trying to do long periods of time. Okay, so it is probably gonna fuck with you. Yes. Got it. <laughs> okay, just don't do it before we're set to record, Manny. Right. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and I know all this damn COVID stuff again kind of uh hindered some of our weekend plans as well. <laughs> it did, did because we were gonna try to go to the tofu cafe. Yes, yes, yes. Or even the uh impulse for you, right? Oh uh, yes. So it's just fucking up all our plans again. <laughs> as it should, honestly, because you really can't do much about it. No, at least not right now. Um, well, we do have the the tofu shop does have their grand opening on the 29th, though. Yeah, so this weekend. Yeah, yeah, so redemption time. <laughs> redemption, yes, definitely. I've already talked to a few people if they're interested in joining us to go. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. For sure, we'll make a trip out of it. Yeah, definitely. But uh, anyways, Manny, let's get started on some stuff. All righty. So I kind of wanted to bring this one up just because I recently saw a couple things that uh, made me laugh and kind of start thinking about it. So the topic is social media car faxes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now that there is a scene in a sense, right? Like not, obviously it's not all encompassing, but a lot of car enthusiasts were all over social media. We're always constantly taking pictures of the car, things we're doing to the car when we're working on the cars, right? Exactly. So because of that, I think there is kind of like a separate category for some cars that are sold that have social media car faxes on them. So it's kind of like you kind of have this little history. You can go through their page and see, oh, look, that's when they bought it. Oh, look, you know, they they did this work to it. Oh, look, they actually took it to a shop or, oh, they probably did it themselves. You can see them working on it, you know, and oh, look, maybe they it's fucked it up. Because they play messing around. Yep. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. You can even see abuse through there, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I first kind of started thinking about this because I was – you know, scrolling through Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist as I often do. And there was a car I was looking at and I saw the little social media, the Instagram tag, right? Yeah. And I got curious and I looked it up and I saw that they were takeover kids. And I was like, well, that's a piece of shit car probably. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck takeovers. It's probably been beat to shit, you know what I mean? Not a car worth buying anymore, right? Mm -hmm. And on the other hand... um, Jaime from the Race FF pod, he recently bought his tow rig. Okay. And he bought it off of somebody on Instagram. Nice, nice. So he could go through the guy's page and see when he bought it, maintenance on it, you know, how often he was using it and taking it out, what he was using it for, right? Was it just a family hauler? Was he towing with it? Was he off-roading with it? So it can kind of play in a good and a bad right some people like obviously like the kid the takeover kid he thinks it's a good but <laughs> to the purchasers we're looking at it like uh-uh <laughs> i think it already has a criminal record yeah yeah at the same time too it's also almost like tracking it is it is so like for instance um 
I sold a car a while back and through social media, they were able to find me and, and, um, and they were at telling me, you know, well, I guess that's already out, but you know, they got, got, got in contact back with me and I bought the car back vice versa. I've bought in cars and then they find me again on social media saying, Hey, I want to buy the car back. So it's kind of like you almost, you can trace it that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's harder it's, to uh, disappear. <laughs> yeah. Like right now, uh, Leo used to have a G20 and he sold it. And then he just hit me up if I, we want to, if you and me would like to participate in the 24 hour lemons race. And I was like, I don't have a lemon. I was like, well, my G20 is up for sale from the guy that I sold it to. Like how much free? I was like, okay, so what's ha what's happened to it that it's for free? It's like no, he just wants to get rid of it for free. I was like, no, 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 no. I need an excuse why because <laughs> if the man's saying he wants to get rid of it for free, I need to understand why it's free. True, true, true. And he just didn't want to give me give me the benefit of the doubt on that. Okay, well, that sounds like a sidebar discussion we can hit I, him up about later. Yeah. <laughs> definitely sounds like a sidebar discussion. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's definitely ways they can kind of creep back into us, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is a little bit different, but I just thought it was kind of weird, and I sent you a screenshot of it. So you, you already kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember which screenshot you're talking about. So I sold my SVO a while ago. And that SVO, uh, you know, it, it's an off car. It's kind of rare. There was a lot of custom work done to it. And it's a difficult car to work on unless you really, really, really know your shit and you're going to do the research on it, right? Yeah, especially with all the custom fab yeah well everything was custom on that the headers were custom fabbed out all the piping the the turbo everything the whole exhaust was it had aftermarket um timing gears so again if if you don't know have the knowledge to pull out a stock one and understand where the actual timing mark is it's going to be a bitch to retime because i went through that same thing you know the standalone ecu system was a pain for me to figure out like you know i went through a, a couple months of struggle just to get it uh, get it going again and figure out all its little quirks, right? Yeah. So after I sold it a while ago, it kind of went through a couple pairs of hands. And this is what's weird. <laughs> I peeled because I did have an Instagram sticker on there. I had scraped it off when I sold it. But apparently none of these motherfuckers must have washed the car. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that residue that leaves the outline of the sticker yes i think that must have stayed on because i got contacted by almost every owner of the car since it sold oh shit it's been through at least three or four hands now oh shit <laughs> the very last one um the very last one was funny because you know it's been over two years going on three years now yeah pretty much and um and the very last one said so uh what's wrong with it 
why doesn't it run? And I was like, I don't know, dude. I sold it over two years ago running. Like, <laughs> wait, but why did they contact you? I, because apparently every single owner since I sold it said, yeah, yeah, just hit this guy up. He knows how to get it running again. What the fuck? Yeah. And apparently my information just kept getting passed along with there, with it, you know? The last guy, I was just, you know, I'm kind of annoyed of it. So I literally just kind of told him, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I sold this car years ago. Like, kind of figure it out, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't come with free tech support for the car, you know? <laughs> but uh, what got me funny is that, um, you know, we followed each other on Instagram or whatever, right? Mm. And the other day he posts a picture um of the hood up it looks like the uh the intake manifolds off it looks like the turbos off the elbow and pipings off the hood's taken off and it's sitting on the roof right, with a blanket or whatever right mm-hmm. it's like oh all right he's getting down he's he's doing some wrenching on it right and as i was about to it was on the instagram stories as i was about to skip past it i stop and I go wait a minute that garage looks familiar yeah when i saw the screenshot too i was like wait 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 that's Tony's garage. It was my garage. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He doesn't look, wait. No, no, no. There's no way this is a coincidence. I look closer at it. He I see those kitchen Instagram. cabinets. Yeah. He went through my Instagram, took one of the pictures from when I was wrenching on the SVO and posted. <laughs> ah, Jesus. That's a little weird, buddy. It is. It's a little weird. I, it's just basically flaunting on someone else's work, basically. Well, it's flaunted on a non-running project. <laughs> <laughs> in that picture, it wasn't even running. Like in that picture, I had I was starting to tear it apart. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do remember that. So it was kind of like, why is he? I I don't know. People are weird, man. People are weird. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, I'm I'm basically I'm basically ingrained in that car's social media car facts you know what i mean just because of the outline of your sticker (laughs) at this point i wouldn't doubt it if they wrote it down somewhere and put it put a sticky note in the glove box like (laughs) contact this man for support yeah technical support call tony your 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 ig handle is now the owner's manual (laughs) yeah it's uh, it it's weird. It's definitely kind of weird, but it is kind of like something unique to car enthusiasts. If you buy a car from a car enthusiast that is on social media, more than likely there is a social media car fax for it, you know? It is, yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. There's a it's it's a weird little new dynamic that uh you know, we didn't really have access to that kind of information when it we just had Craigslist, you know what I mean? And it was just Craigslist. You just show up, meet the person, try to eyeball them. Like, what the hell did they do to this car? You know? Yeah. So it's it's kind of good and bad. At least sometimes with some purchases, I'd feel more comfortable if I got to kind of see what they did with the car when they owned it. You know what I mean? No, it definitely. It brings up a. Uh, it definitely brings up the area of like, okay, he's done some things to it, or something's <laughs> happened to it, so that you can automatically see the red flags everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If it was an off-road vehicle and doesn't say anything on the, on the selling, 
on the sales list that it was used for off-roading, then you find out that it was, then you got to be concerned with, is the diff still good? Is the trans still good? All this other stuff. Absolutely. So yeah, that is a uh, social media car faxes. I think, you know, eventually that might be something, you know, it's something specific to a car enthusiast area, you know, mm-hmm. if you're buying a stock car from whatever rando, you know what I mean? It's probably not the same, but you know, sometimes we do eyeball some, some cars that get put up by other car enthusiasts that we know. And that's where it's nice to have. Yeah. At this point, you're, you're more people are going to be, instead of saying, show me the car facts, you're like, show me your IG. Yeah. Yeah. Take that shit off private. Let me see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. Have you run into any of that? I know you haven't had like a huge, huge, uh, I guess a revolving door of cars just yet. No, I have not run into a situation like that, honestly. Okay. How would you approach it if, I guess, let's say you were shopping for a car, right? I think it just depends on the car, too. Or maybe from who as well. That is true. Right? Because the social media isn't always just about the car. You're going to see the person, too. So you're going to kind of be able to pick up traits from that person. You can tell if they're the, you know, if they're full send it culture or are they a little bit more meticulous in their stuff, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, a little judgy, but you can always tell depending on who you meet and how, you know. Yeah, exactly. How they are. You, you can definitely tell their attitude towards it. So how would you approach, I guess, if you were looking for, let's say, an older JDM car for a project? And let's say Leo is selling it. Uh, 100%. I would look at his IG before I even think about it. <laughs> Okay, well, you've, you've seen Leo's IG. Would you buy this JDM car? Uh, probably not, unle- uh, unless it's really cheap, just because I know he drifts and everything. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Leo, you know, put your stuff on private before you sell your cars. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Manny's already said you're a no-go for him. I mean, I, I still need a plausible excuse for why it's free just because he doesn't want it doesn't doesn't sit around with me yeah yeah (laughs) i need to understand why it's like buying somebody else's it's like buying it's like getting a girlfriend with like five baby daddies yikes that's what i told him yeah well i mean when you think about you know the carfax is having multiple owners some of them has been definitely passed around, especially oh, yeah. once you start getting into older cars. At this point, mm-hmm. you know, they get passed around like crazy. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's call that the end segment for social media car faxes. Yeah. We'll see uh, which one of my cars I end up selling next and if it follows me around again. <laughs> <laughs> Never doing that shit again. <laughs> I mean, the only other car I could think of that could follow you around is the Fox body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the one to follow me around probably forever. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. We'll see if that car ever gets sold again. I don't know mm-hmm. if I have the heart to do it anymore. 
I keep telling you not to. I know, I know, but sometimes it drifts in there. <laughs> and then you drive in and you're like, oh, I don't want to sell it anymore and everything. Just... Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a cycle for sure. But all right, Manny, let's get into some of these uh, weird headlines you brought up. Yeah. <laughs> so take your pick, whichever one you want first. <laughs> all right. I thought this was one was just really funny. So a Redditor uh, uh, that goes by Dragon underscore Game Dev 2 has actually made a Pokemon first person shooting game. So this is like more of like a fan made project. And the idea is that you just go into a first person shooter game into the in with with different types of uh, with a variety of weapons, tactical shotguns, handguns, uh, automatic rifles, uh, you name it. And you just go into a world where you can kill as many Pokemon as you want or you defend or you defend yourself from getting attacked from the Pokemon as well. Okay, okay. So is there a I guess a base this game is built off of? That's what I don't know. Uh, From what I understand, he created using Unreal Engine. It doesn't say anything much of like if it was like used off another source or he actually made it himself uh, entirely. Um, But it looks like this dude already has made games like this. I'm not too sure. But the Redditor has like made these game, uh, this game in as like a fan-made project just to have fun and everything and just like always nintendo will always be a caring about fan-made projects they're caring about a lot of things they are. that's in their history it's always been in their history so with that nintendo is now going after the redditor and is becoming more and more successful in the journey of actually removing this game from being accessible so currently, is this game downloadable? Uh, I couldn't find anything about the game, honestly. Find it, Manny, and let's download it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Like I said, um, I think this game was actually in the works since last month or in the last two months. And the Redditor just posted online footage of like how the game is working and the mechanics, the, the, the combat, and everything to the wide variety types of Pokemon you can go after and kill. So I thought it was funny when like the dude was just like walking backwards with the tactical shotgun and Pikachu just coming and he just blasts his face. <laughs> so uh, I even so it wasn't I... uh, it wasn't released. Nintendo's trying to nip it before it even gets released. Yeah, yeah. Got it. I mean, in the majority of the times, like these fan made projects, they never get priced. So it's always something free because they're just. Fan-made projects just meant that people just want to have fun with, honestly. Yeah. Kind of like the the emulators, like like the various Pokemon games and like all the Super Mario games and stuff, like where I can just get an emulator on my PC, buy and find some uh, find some files and everything, just like download a bunch of like emulator games so I can just play all the Pokemon games that I want and stuff. Manny, I legit have an emulator open on my laptop right now. I kind of have an emulator, but it's not really an emulator. So, but I, I used to have some of uh, on previous uh, PCs and laptops that I used to have. Yeah. So, do you play with your emulator though? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. So, what kind of games do you play then? Um, I have all the old um, 
uh, Super NES, uh, Genesis, and Game Boy Advance games. Nice, nice. I think I on this one, on this one, let me check real quick. I also have the Neo Geo, Atari. So like the the Neo Geo is like all the arcade stuff. Oh yeah, nice. So I got a the the Mame stuff, the N sixty four stuff. <laughs> I have a ton of ton of stuff on this one. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's like my old laptop that I kind of just retired and just left emulators and ROMs and games on there. Okay. Yeah, so this game actually caught a lot of attention after the developer from Reddit uh, posted footage and stuff. And it, it sold on me, honestly, because I thought it was fun. I remember like in the older games, for like Pokemon and stuff, we have the Pokemon Safari. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, I mean, the name says it's Safari. As we all know, Safari, people go there to hunt, not to catch. So, I can consider this now the the true uh, Pokemon Safari. But how cool would it be just like try to like hunt all like the dragon type Pokemon because like as we all know, Dragon Slain is always like a cool thing, honestly, especially in video games. Yeah, that's kind of why I asked, like, what if it was built off of like a base platform? Because imagine if they took the base game mechanics and um, world open map of like Monster Hunter, but they replaced it with Pokemon. Mm. That would be pretty uh, cool. It, yeah, it would be, honestly. And I think like, Maybe like a Rayquaza, because Rayquaza is just like an OP dragon, so it'd be cool like fight and trying to fight off a Rayquaza with like a AR fifteen or something, honestly, or an AK, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so with uh, Nintendo's response to this after they uh, later learned about this, they pretty much just went through his whole Twitter account and got his Twitter uh, deactivated, or they had all their tweets of anything that has to do with this game removed and also like any other social media source that they used that they just got it all shut down and everything yeah but it's it's weird because it just seems like Nintendo just like doesn't want to uh, what's the word i'm looking for doesn't want to appreciate what could be for fan made playing that's just made for fun and since it's also free uh, versus things that are actually copyrighted where they will where it, they actually lose money off of honestly yeah well it seems like they're just going to hit whatever is uh, uh cuz they're very idealistic mhm they're going to hit whatever hurts their ideals more exactly that is true Cause that's kind of like their trend that they always have been. They've always been very anti any fan stuff, but even more so it's always been if it's against their ideals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can definitely is, see true. that. Yeah. I mean, I'm pre- I, I even asked this question on her IG page, like who would actually get down on this game if it wasn't for Nintendo being a Karen and 100% of all of the votes, everybody said they, they would. Yeah, I would. That looks like fun. Oh, definitely. I said that it was funny, like Pikachu's just running up on you and just get blasted in the face with, with a shotgun. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much 
what I have to talk about this because I thought it was like really f- interesting and funny, honestly. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting for sure. I I would like to see it get released before Nintendo can really shut it down, but yikes, I guess we'll see. I guess we have to like go into the deep dive of Reddit just to figure out if we can or not. Yeah, I hate diving into Revit. Reddit. <laughs> Reddit. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh that's a program for my job. No, yeah. Uh Reddit is kind of complicated. I mean, most people tell me it's like, oh, it's easy, but like once I start using like, the fuck. You know, there's just a lot of branches and you can get I'll get distracted and just end up in all these crazy weird subreddits, and then I'm just like, what the fuck was I looking for? <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. All right, all right. So what's our next headline, Manny? All righty. Uh, so this one's a very weird one that I thought was kind of like, once I saw this article and everything, If you, I know you don't play online video games too much, especially like multiplayer online games, but if you were playing a video game and someone offered you a job to smuggle drugs for the Mexican cartels, would you take it? Uh, no, (laughs) you know, funny enough, that's a pretty easy one for me. (laughs) Yeah. So it looks like Mexican cartels are becoming increasing their recruitment for drug mules on video online video games. And the most popular one is through Grand Theft Auto online. I mean, it kind of makes the most sense through Grand Theft Auto. It does. It does. I will not disagree on that, especially. You're basically becoming the Trevor of the game. <laughs> so there people basically they're just basically asking or just playing on uh, playing these online games, getting a feel out of people that they meet and talk to through voice chat and everything. And later on, try to socialize with them on social media and pretty much just offer to meet up with them in real life by saying that they live really close by and if they want to hang out and stuff. So they can increase their bond through online gaming and stuff. And then that's where they'll recruit them to see if they're interested in making a lot of money to help transport electronics with uh, drugs inside the electronics. Basically becoming a mule. So they're told that it has drugs. I mean, pretty much uh, at the same time, too. Yeah, there was one case that I saw and everything. This was uh, last year, November, where the Customs and Border Protection officials in Arizona, they actually uh, confiscated a Jeep Cherokee with at least ninety is no sixty kilograms of methamphetamine, and the driver just said that she just met the character, the uh, player online through GTA, and they they called himself George. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a Jorge. And yeah. they just issued a search warrant, and then after the the jeep was caught and everything, and she the owner later confer, uh, confessed that they just started talking through Snapchat, and then later on they just met in person, and that's where they were just offered work as runners. Jeez, okay, and she got caught. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, apparently, on one trip, they could make at least two thousand. Two thousand dollars. That's it. 
in just one trip, which just can we can just happen in one day. I was like, that's a lot of money just for one day. Yeah, but when you're risking that, you need a lot more than two grand, no? No, yeah, that's true. It, it is a risk. I mean, but that's there why they're was getting also, fucking. That's why they're getting also, the incels in the fucking yeah. that are stuck online gaming all day long. There was also promises of like much more money after the first successful trip to see if they didn't get caught. Yeah, two grand is like chump change. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just interesting. Like, I could kind of expect it. Like, recruitment can be happen on video games like that, honestly. But I sometimes just don't think about it because I'm busy playing my own games and just ha- enjoying them, having fun. Yeah. So other games that like having is having a source for recruitment, like other like mobile games, uh, especially like one that is a battle royale, a battle royale game called Free Fire, where kids are just offered two hundred a week to be lookouts and stuff for the cartels and stuff, and just be informants and everything. Jeez. But but. The t- uh, this was in Mexico, in some of the states of Mexico, so not here in the U.S. So, the, uh, in currency exchange, they were they were offered two hundred a week, which is kind of a lot of money out there, especially. Jeez. And especially and especially for little kids, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess pound for pound, it's better than two thousand dollars to full on smuggle. Mm-hmm. That got they got ripped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with two hundred dollars, especially for a young person or a child in Mexico, that is actually kind of a lot of money. Like it's sad to say, but it is actually kind of a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, federal investigators are just trying to like figure out like what they can do to basically go about this whole situation of just recruitment on online video games i don't i don't know how they can go about it honestly but with that i mean it's just interesting just to me uh, as me as a person that's also mexican as well yeah no that's definitely kind of wild granted I i mean like when i play video games and stuff I never have the voice chat settings turned on for in-game play because uh, I'll always be on Discord, so I always turn off in-game voice chat and just be on Discord talking with friends and stuff and doing uh, game parties and stuff. But even if I'm playing solo, I'll still have it off because I just don't care about socializing with the other people unless there's just one player who's like, oh, shit, this player's a badass and we're doing really good. I'll play with them. Like, in the game Overwatch, I had a friend, we, me and five friends played, or four friends, I think it was four friends. And we had this one random person playing with us in our team for competition uh, ranked uh, matches and stuff. And he was that this player was doing so well. It was like, so we just added him to our party chat because we couldn't, we didn't have any way of contacting him. And even though he didn't talk to us because he didn't have a mic or, or the person didn't have a mic, uh, could be a she. And he, he was the, that person was able to hear us, even though we weren't here. So it was like, hey, come back, come back. Don't go there. Don't want to go there and everything. So it was just a fun experience, just like blowing through the rank matches. But uh, so I would say I've never experienced this so far yet. 
Yeah. And I think the only real like online gaming that I've done is probably Elder Scrolls. Okay, I still have never played any of the Elder Scrolls games, honestly. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's good. I, a lot I of people always tell me, but the, I never got the uh, chance. I never had the chat on either. Mm. Kind of the same thing. I didn't really give a fuck about it, so I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's a really strange one, I guess. <clears throat> I guess it does kind of target more of the people who just open that chat and just talk to whoever's out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Versus kind of like how you said, most of the time, even if you're playing an online game with other people, you're on Discord talking to your friends you know in real life. Exactly. So, yeah, it's definitely different. I'm not sure how you would stop that. I mean, it, it, also, it almost sounds really similar to those stories of, like, uh, random people getting radicalized by ISIS and all that kind of shit, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. It's just you play around on the internet without, you know, I guess a good awareness of your own self, then, yeah, I guess maybe you could get talked into some stupid shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean... And once the mention of money is involved, I mean, that's just like, I think that's just like the major selling point that causes people to agree, honestly. Yeah. But I yeah. still, I'm still a little bit in shock by that two grand to smuggle shit across <laughs> yeah. the border. That's wild as hell. Especially 60 milligram, uh, kilograms, especially 60 kilos of methamphetamine hidden inside electronics. That's fucking crazy. I mean, they're always going to try to find a way to, like, where to hide the the drugs and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess paying uh, two grand to a Patsy is probably a lot cheaper and easier. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, right. like, like my uncle. He's a trucker. Well, he, um, and one of the companies he used to work at, uh, he was uh, shipping produce, like vegetables and lemons, oranges, and all that stuff. And these are open containers that are that look like cages, like one big giant cage, uh, just to, so that they can get uh, ventilation from the air and won't uh, get humidity from each other and rot inside of con- an, a closed container. Yeah. And they, the the border uh, immigration and also the DEA pulled them over once, and they told them, "Say, hey, look, you're not in trouble or anything. We just wanted to experiment with something." So they dug kind of a hole inside the pile of lemons. They put the marijuana inside and then they covered it up and then they put a drug dug up there and the drug dug uh, couldn't uh, detect the marijuana because okay. of the, because of the smell from the fruit that could, wasn't allowed, didn't let it get detected. So like I said, there's just, it's just, they're just getting more and more clever on like ways they can conceal these drugs, honestly. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really weird one. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully they stay out of the video games, but it looks like they're going to be successful in there for a while. Mm-hmm. All right, Manny, you had one more weird one on there. This is a really weird one, honestly. Uh, how often do you use Zoom in, uh, besides when we do remote recordings? Uh, Zoom specifically? Yes. Uh, not often at work. We use Microsoft Teams. Or Discord, I'm, I'm guessing, as well, right? 
Um, I guess with you guys here and there, the very rare instances I'm actually on. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure you've heard the heard the reports that uh, hacking into Zoom meetings and bombing and bombing inside them has yeah, become even more with the schools and stuff like that. Yeah, has becoming more and more prevalent and more popular, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to pop into our uh, recording right now and <laughs> <laughs> hack our recording right here. Mr. Bitch is going to hack into us right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> so apparently the Senate Parliament for Italy hosted a meeting on Zoom with a bunch of other Nobel Prize people like for physics, education, not, not physics, for science, for like uh, also national politics to academic from academic medical and scientific experts um just to have a host of media on what they can do for national politics for italy and especially and it wasn't until one and the word was misgrant uh managed to actually enter the meeting and started to broadcast final fantasy hentai <sighs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I, like I don't know if you heard anything about that honestly. So when I saw your topic headline, I pieced it together with a meme I saw, but I did not understand. Cuz I saw some memes made from this and I had no fucking idea what they were talking about. What was the meme? The meme was of a of of a girl and it could have been from an anime, but now that you said it, I guess it's from a video game. Yeah. And um, it kind of just says something about uh, something about the Italian Senate and Miss Italy or something like that. <laughs> Miss Italy. Yeah, there was a couple of them, and I'm like, "What the heck is going on here?" And I, I don't. At first, because of the first meme, I kind of thought that the Italian government elected like a character from some kind of game or anime to be, you know, a candidate for their, you know, Miss Italy pageant or some shit. And then now that I saw the head, the, the headline actually say Italian met, uh, Senate meets hentai. I'm like, Oh, so that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could have virtual pa uh, pageants now, like for Miss Italy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And given that it was Italy, I guess we should be thankful it wasn't like Super Mario hentai. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so or, did or, it get shut or down? Like, or did or were like they able Spain? to lock it out? I don't know. At the moment, uh, they didn't. But uh, like another example, or Spain with uh, sex dolls entering beauty pageants for Miss Spain. Jeez, because I've heard that they that uh, sex doll brothels are becoming more popular over there. Where are you getting your news from, Manny? <laughs> Dude, it just pops up randomly for me. I just find this shit. Oh, jeez. Okay. So back to this. Uh, what did you say? It was Final Fantasy. It was Final Fantasy, and I showed you a picture after you showed me the meme and everything. So. For sure, there was Final Fantasy because the character was Tifa. Yes, yes, yes. So they were were they able to get control of it, or did they have to sit there and finish the whole thing? 
they were just trying to get a control of it. It looked like they were having a hard time and everything, just trying to boot the person out of the Zoom meeting and everything. So, um, it, it apparently one of the ma the machine translations for the report that they one of the senators made. Uh, this was Senator Maria Laura um, Mantovani. Uh, she spoke about the incident, and in the in the translation report, it said, "Yes, I'm making a report to the police. A porno film suddenly aired on the monitor in the conference we were holding, and she was just trying to, and they try to like frame it as a serious attack towards them. A serious attack towards them." Yeah, so someone broke into uh, secretly by transmitting video pornographic content, and she, that the senator was just repeatedly just trying to uh, report this to the authorities or anything to help identify the person to capture them, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, from like a security side, yeah, you kind of don't want that breach open because there's probably sensitive information I, you know maybe that meeting didn't have any specific sensitive information but i'm sure there's other ones that there is you know again if you were trying to do that don't do it over zoom then yeah or have better cyber security oh yeah definitely like yikes <laughs> i mean that's almost as bad as um the hearings we had for our u.s senate when they brought in uh, when they brought in the the guy from Apple, or from uh, Google, yes, I, or from Go was it Google? I think it was Google. I think it was Google, and the guy was like, "How come on my iPhone?" It's like we don't make the iPhone. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That, that was Microsoft. That was the CEO of Microsoft. Oh, like, how come man. on my Apple on my iPhone? Like when I look up this, this is what I get on my search results. So there's like we don't make iPhones, and that's not how search results work. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of scary when you really think about like who runs this world and all these governments mm -hmm. it's it's honestly really scary sometimes like okay they're really inept <laughs> yeah but it's also scary like just how much security these types of programs really have and how much they don't have for people to be able to hack into these means especially I mean, there's been numerous reports and everything of like Zoom meetings for school children, like elementary and stuff, just getting hacked with people that want to act like pedophiles and just uh, flash their flash themselves to the children and stuff on the Zoom meetings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like that might be more of a Zoom thing than anything else, though, too. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, that's... I mean, as as uh, technology advances, security's got to catch up to it. There's always going to be somebody finding a loophole around, you know? Oh, there there will always be, honestly. But all righty, Manny. Let's get into our final segment. We have the GTO review. Yes, yes. So we at first we were going to do like a half review of you know, kind of halfway through the series and then the rest of the series. But I think we ended up having too many things last week and we just decided to, no, we'll just combine it into one kind of thing, right? Yes. So we finally finished, both of us, we finally finished all the episodes. There was a total of 43? 43 episodes. 43? Okay, yeah, yeah. 43 episodes. Um, Manny, do you have the information up for this one? I do. 
Alrighty, so why don't you run us through the Boo Nerd? Alrighty, so GTO, also known as the the Great Teacher Onizuka, uh, Onizuka. Uh, this is actually an anime from the '90s. So, any if anybody's interested in looking up, just be ready for the '90s anime and everything, because '90s anime, of course, is much different from how we see anime these days in terms of animation, uh, production wise, and pretty much everything from character yeah, designs. Yeah, full, full fit and finish. Yes. So, uh, just a, a few boo nerd stuff on this right now. This did air in 1999, all the way to 2000, and this was a Studio Periot anime as well. Uh, Studio Periot, as we know, has done Naruto, Tokyo Ghoul, Naruto Shippuden, Bleach, Black Clover, Boruto, and quite a lot of other animes uh, from like Yu Yu Hakusho, Beezlebub. And like I said, just a lot of animes they've worked on, especially. And or, or not just them, just like they just also helped in the in the creation of these animes as well. But uh, this was a summer anime as well. And it's pretty much just like a, I mean, I don't know how I can say it, but this anime did not, uh, what, what's the term I'm looking for? didn't age well it did not age well yes it did not <laughs> so this anime follows a teacher who's 22 years old because he loves to always mention that every time he introduces himself it's like i am the great teacher onizaka 22 bachelor 22 age 22 i was like i was like god damn it and i think the only the reason he always says is because he wants to see if he can become a, a possible bachelor because he's a virgin still Correct, correct, correct. And he is also a delinquent. He was one of the the like main leaders. Ex head gang, right? Ex head gang, uh, biker gangs, especially in Japan and stuff, and was one of the most famous ones for his accomplishments and his reign of terror, supposedly, and everything. Uh, so when other biker gangs find out who he was, they just immediately respect him because of his legendary status even though he's retired from the biker gangs and everything, but still has a heavy influence with everybody. And his greatest goal is to become a teacher because he doesn't want to have, he doesn't want to see the youth be told their failures like he was when he was in, in public school systems, like high school, and uh, middle school and everything, junior high. And he just wants to make school the best time of their life because High school is supposed to be like that to become their best memories of their youth, especially. And with with that, the struggle along the way is trying to captivate the hearts of the class that he was assigned to as the head, the homeroom teacher that is just full and full of delinquents that are hidden, but also just people that just don't trust teachers at all. And his journey of just gaining their trust and respect as a teacher. Right. Okay. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good overall description of it. Mm -hmm. So now for the review part. So let's start with the easy stuff like the uh, the score, intro, outro, Manny. I I thought the the intros were actually really good, honestly. <laughs> Especially in the first uh, the first intro, they just showed him driving the engine, but it was actually just him flushing the toilet. I thought that was really funny and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed, uh, caught on to that really quick and everything. 
Yeah, 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 I did. It, it the intro and outro was entertaining. It was high energy. It was it was uh it was aesthetically 90s for sure. <laughs> yes, yes it was. <laughs> That's for damn damn sure. <laughs> But yeah, the intro, the intros are good. The uh, the outros, I can't really give an opinion on that because I always skip the outros, honestly. Okay, so, uh, I honestly uh, can't even remember it, so it probably didn't leave that much of a mark for me. I mean, like I said, uh, once I see the episodes done, I just instinctively just already click next episode, so I I can't really give too much info about the endings. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, like with some of the music in the background during certain scenes, I think they were just well played, especially as well. Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with you on that one. Uh, what about the uh, art style and character design? Personally, I think the character design and the art style was actually good for its time, especially. I've seen other animes from back in the day where you can tell the art style and the character designs were just very just just cheap and lazy honestly and i thought this one was actually pretty good especially yeah i don't know how i don't know how you thought about it um i thought it was okay i i thought i thought it was kind of like uh in line with mm -hmm. the 90s i wouldn't i wouldn't say as far as like it was good for because remember this is 99 that this is, is already true. late 90 going into early 2000s and i want to say there was other anime in that time that was drawn with a little bit better detail, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it wasn't terrible, but it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was up at the top of four late nineties like that, you know? Yeah. Cause this was already 1999 when it came out. Yeah. And the manga came out in 1996, all the way to 2002. Okay. So that means after three years after the manga published, that's when it got its anime and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, uh, character design itself. Uh, I mean, specifically for like the the class itself and the teacher, Onizak, Onizuka, I mean... For, like we said, for being in the '90s, it was actually kind of well, uh, well done. I mean, some of the characters inside the main classroom for the main protagonist were kind of boring, or uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, normal, I would say. Yeah, it, it, the overall it was very monotone, but it wasn't. I don't see this anime as one that was meant to have colorful characters. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially since we already know that most of the time when you see colorful characters, we already know that they're the main characters. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, they kind of kept everybody monotone, and I think the wildest they got was with him, and that was just blonde hair. Yeah, that is true. So they, they really did keep everybody kind of normal-ish drawn the whole way. Like, if everybody was a background character in a normal anime now. Mm -hmm. I, I would actually really agree with that, actually. Okay, all right. And storyline. The storyline was just all over the place. Uh, and <laughs> it was just a complete shit show of comedy and everything. Like lots of stuff just like made me laugh and like like and I most time I was just I'll just be like saying to myself, like, what the fuck did I just see? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I had that same, same exact verbiage. A little bit different context, but <laughs> but same verbiage for sure. What the fuck did I just see? <laughs> I mean, it, it was interesting, though, with like how some of the students would try to like create these like schemes and plots to like try to get him fired or force him to resign as his position of teacher because this class in particular has a heavy, heavy distrust towards teachers because they think that teachers just betrayed them in the school system. And we all know how emotional kids get in, in those in their teen years, especially. Yes, yes, yes. So, and for context, the school he was hired at was a junior high school. Junior high school, but a, a very prestigious one as well. Yeah, private school. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct, correct. So they were going towards blackmail to uh, kidnapping to just a lot of other stuff, uh, physical violence, the threats and everything, just all over the place. And just trying to figure out to embezzlement, to financial struggles and everything, just finding ways to get him to be retired or just to get him fired or resign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely took it to the extremes throughout it. Mm -hmm. They definitely did. So what was your favorite scene, Manny? Honestly, when we got Kanzaki Urumi, when she gets involved, especially, I would say into the second half of the anime, she was the blonde girl, if you remember. Yes, yes. The genius? Yeah, the genius blonde girl. Got it. So I think once we got into that one with her being uh, formally in- involved in- into the anime now, um, I think just her little arc in the anime is what captivated me the most. Really? Because of like how like how much of a genius she was and like her tactics of like terrorizing or just becoming a terrorist uh, with no self-regard for the other students uh, just to go after the teacher especially. True, true, true. You know what? She did kind of have that, uh, that you know, Joker from the Dark Knight vibe when she blew yes. up the school. Yes, because she like, did blow up the school. Yeah, <laughs> and she did throw a Molotov at a at a at a pre at a at a past teacher of hers as well. Yeah, that was kind of wild. I was I was looking at it too. I was like, is that a mo- Oh, yes, it is. She just <laughs> fucking caught on fire. That that startled me when I saw. It. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that kind of went from like zero to a hundred pretty quick on that one. It did. Like anything that she's involved with just goes to zero to hundred. Especially like later in the in the series when she finally accepts uh Onizuka to be her teacher and everything. And that she just becomes she starts going to school more and she and actually starts enjoying school for once again. And so when she told some of the other students, hey, leave them alone because you won't like it when I'm angry, and then they completely brushed her off, and next you know she gets them kidnapped by like three thugs. Yeah, that's right. You're right. I forgot so, about that one. Yeah, like like shit just gets zero to hundred, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That she did definitely escalate things and put it to another level. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, all of them kind of did in their own way. Yeah, they kind of did, honestly. And, um. <laughs> And I know you specifically mentioned, uh, you specifically uh, messaged me about this one, the vice principal. 
<laughs> uh, the vice principal is like stupid annoying, but and there are times where I just feel bad for him is because of his cars. Car. <laughs> oh yeah, his car, honestly. Like I can't I can't recall how many times his car got wrecked because of the uh, Onizuka just like either stealing it or just like joint going after criminals in it or to catching students that are trying to commit suicide and using the car as a as a cushion and everything. And it's just it's just so funny like how the, the price principal just loves his cresta just just because he <laughs> wants to impress his family with it and everything. Because he's he feels that he's that he's that there's a there's a, a a like a ravine just increasing in width away from his relationship with his family and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, would you say the uh, his cresta is supposed to be the cresta? It is. It is right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because we'll, we'll be having watch parties for this anime when we started watching. And we would have our buddy Tommy and Leo's like, oh, look, there's a Cresta. He's like, no, 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 it's a Cresta. It's a Cresta. <laughs> it's, uh, it's similar but legally distinct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So overall review score, Manny. Overall review score, I would give this a six and a half. Six and a half. Mm-hmm. Why six and a half? Don't get me wrong. I heavily enjoyed this anime just because of the comedy and stuff. It just constantly kept me having me like, like saying like, what the fuck just happened or, or just making me laugh my ass off. But the reason why I'd also give this anime, and I think it might have to do with the time period of practices like this, but like the heavy influence of pedophilia and oversight and child exploitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I mentioned this to you before we recorded, but yeah, that really, really kind of killed it for me. Yeah, so uh, although the company side was good or anything, just the, uh, as we said before, it did not age well. And one of the main reasons would probably have to be because of the, the, the pedophilia involved in this anime. Got it. So on my side, I'm actually going to go with a four and a half mm -hmm. same kind of reason um obviously the the pedophilia he literally says in the beginning that he was hoping he could be a teacher at 41 dating high school girls yes he did and say that it, it's a running quote-unquote joke he goes throughout the entire series with right it's great yes. pedo it's great pedo um onizuka um on top of that we also have indications of full blackface in one of the episodes. Uh, yes, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> like, holy crap, man. And when, like when those three girls just showed up and I'm like, what the fuck did I just see right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Straight up blackface, a ton of really open pedophilia. And, you know, even when he's quote unquote, trying to protect them or whatever, the very next scene, he's like peeping through the window of his students. And again, he is a junior high teacher, meaning those students are like 14. Yes. Like, holy shit, yikes. Goddamn. <laughs> and, you know, yes, there was some funny parts uh, here and there, but 
you know, to me, it wasn't funny enough to ignore. <laughs> yeah, no, I can understand what you, you mean know by that. Because, you know, there, there are some cringy old regular shows, right? Not even anime, but just like regular movies um, that kind of like make light of that same thing, right? They take it as a big old joke about, you know, old men wanting little girls kind of thing, you know? And, and I feel like it's just the time period that, that's involved in that heavily influenced, especially. I mean, it was illegal back then too, bro. Like- <laughs> I don't, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong that it was illegal, but I feel like it was just like, people just didn't give a shit back then. They honestly, even though if it was illegal. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but obviously we, we progress, right? Yes, we do progress. We progress and, and we progress for the better and, I don't know. I didn't find I didn't find the storyline compelling enough. I didn't find the comedy in it good enough to make this anything that I would want to revisit again. Mm-hmm. So, and and really for like a recommendation, is this something that I would recommend to anybody? Like, eh, you can definitely enjoy. You know, our queue list is our fucking long, right? The queue and- will never disappear, right? And will never uh, decrease either. Exactly. So there are a ton of other options. I don't think this one should be on anybody's radar. I I would put this one in the trash. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes. So yeah, th- this is like our our first one. I think that we're actually throwing in the trash. <laughs> I don't think we've done one this bad yet, have we? I'm trying to remember honestly if we've done one already that was just bad. Nope, nope, nope. There was that uh, that one anime that where the the teacher was an alien. But did it do this bad? No, not as bad as this one. Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I think this one's a uh, bottom of the barrel. But yeah, I, I would say if you want to look it up, cool. But it's I don't very think it's cringe. Worth it. Like we like we said, it's very cringe on on full spectrum on many parts of this anime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you find pedophilia funny, go for it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we joke and we we make fun of like uh like we did what was it was it last week or the week before that that anime clip you found with the foot fetish? Oh shit, yes. Right? We'll make fun of that. I make fun of you because you had me watch that one fucking show that was like all furry or show or movie. I think it was a movie. It was a movie. It was a movie. That was all furry, and I'll make fun of that. But like, this is different. <laughs> yeah, no, this is different. Yeah, definitely this different. Is different. This is different. Like, we'll make fun of like you know, all in good fun. If you got a fucking thing for feet, whatever, all in good fun. But this is fucking different. If you if you want to, if you think the uh, pedophilia is funny, you know. And I, I just I remember that there help. was a scene about foot fetish in this anime too. <laughs> there was. That's right. Ah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that, so, no, that that was completely disgusting. I would say that yeah, was that was that more. was gross. It was gross. Like so, you know, we don't we don't bash on we actually yeah we do we bash on fetishes but out of good fun. But yeah, this one no. Like if if you're down with the pedophilia, then you know, no, <laughs> just no. Don't don't look it up. I don't think it's worth it at all. Or if you're down to like fully clean the shit out of toes with your tongue, no, you, you're. You're fucking disgusting. <laughs> That's right. I'm surprised you didn't message me af- after that scene. 
Uh, I was watching in a watch party with with friends, so like we were just like we were just constantly just talking shit the whole entire time on people with feet fetish about it when as we were watching it together during these episodes. Uh, got it, got it, got it, got it. All right. Well, I guess uh, was this our first review for this year? It is actually. It is. Damn. What a way to start the fucking year off. <laughs> I mean, we both got <laughs> we both had COVID issues again, so just we, we already started off bad, honestly. Yeah, yeah. This year did not start off bad with COVID and and our first review that's going right in the trash. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, on that good note, Manny, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a uh, website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or want to send an Unaccepted Rev, you can email us at UnacceptedPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, be sure to give a like and follow to TFT Performante if you got any needs, whether it be parts, oil, services, car wraps, Give him a message. Let him know you're a listener to the show and he will take care of you. Definitely. And with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios.